Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Lovely listeners, welcome to Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And we hope you have kicked off 2017 with an absolute bang. Hopefully not too many uh, big, heavy, boozy late nights. But I want to know now, are you jumping out of bed every day since the New Year's Day, feeling fit, fabulous, buzzing with energy, um, excited about getting up in the mornings? Are you jumping out of bed with lots of uh, good vibes going on, feeling positive, excited to get off to your work, excited to get off into life, happy to be playing with the kids? No? Oh, because, uh, <laughs> because if you're not, sadly, unfortunately, you're going to fit in with uh, a lot of our listeners and there's a large percentage of women who just don't feel that way. And that's really what our episode today is all about because if you are not getting up feeling fantastic in the mornings, um, feeling like you've got the energy to get through the day, feeling wonderful with the choices you're making, then chances are we need to have a little look at something really important and that is to do with your endocrine system and just about where our energy comes from and the fuel burn and the uh, fuel drainers in our life that could be affecting our adrenal system. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have not found anybody yet this year who has that caliber of energy that you've been talking about, Ash. And I know that, you know, we're only a few days into the new year and that's okay. Um, And especially if you have a look at anything online, um, everyone's posting all these funny videos about how I feel going back to work this year or how I feel starting off 2017. And it's certainly not with a bang, with complete refreshment and you don't feel completely rejuvenated from, you know, the previous year or from the holiday. And I'm finding this with all of my patients as well. And there hasn't been any exceptions to this. And the other thing that I'm actually finding, which is a little bit worrying, is that so many of my patients are coming back from their Christmas holidays or their seasonal holidays being really unwell. So not just from, you know, (laughs) over-consuming certain things, 
but from just the complete exhaustion that they fell into from the previous year. Um, And I know that you can relate to this. Everybody was almost finishing 2016 like it was a marathon and then it was a sprint to the finish line. Everyone was sleep deprived. Everyone was running around like chickens with their heads cut off, um, you know, having so much on their to-do list to get ready for the holidays or get ready for, you know, the, the camping trip that they're going to or getting the kids Christmas presents or whatever it might be. But they were just like, okay, I'm just got to get to these few days off that I have. I've just got to make it to a Friday. I've just got to make it to, you know, getting on the plane and then everything will be okay. But then in reality, how stressful is this time for us normally anyway? You know, sometimes it means we've got to spend a lot of time with family or in-laws that we may not necessarily get along with very well. Um, We're out of our routine and that is pretty damn stressful on our body as well, not to mention pretty anxiety-inducing too. And then what typically happens after that first week is that everyone falls into this big crash, their immune system kicks back in and everyone gets a cold or a flu. And I've seen it with way too many of my patients starting off this year. And that tells me that they're in that state of adrenal exhaustion. So meaning that they were running on empty last year with way too high levels of cortisol, which was suppressing their immune function. Then as soon as that style started to dial back just that little bit, as soon as they took that break, their immune system kicks in and goes, oh my gosh, we've got so much cleaning up to do. And then you're getting the colds and the flus and those sorts of things because as soon as you slow down, you know, your body goes into that repair mode and we need to make sure that that doesn't keep happening and we're not in that vicious cycle. A lot of people feel this. They notice that when they go on holidays, you might realize like, have you noticed how when you take a break, you actually need that first week to wind down to actually kind of like reset? A lot of people will explain that if they don't have more than a week's holiday, they just not, they don't feel rested. They feel like they need a holiday after their holiday. Mm-hmm. And by week two, starting to kind of rejuvenate, starting to restore, maybe getting more sleep, just getting into a rhythm that you, I guess your body is setting for you so that you can do all that healing and repair that you described. And then if you're lucky enough and you've got three weeks, then that third week is really when the energy starts to come up again. It's like this reboot starting to happen three to four weeks after that uh, that stressful experience is, is stopped and slowed down. Um, but yeah, exactly. how, I mean, in reality, though, how many of us really do have three to four weeks in one big block? Um, we're living in a really busy world with some really hectic uh, workloads. And I understand that most people don't just get to go, cool, I'm having the whole month of January off, um, which would be such a wonderful thing if we could all do that. But that's not the case. So um, if this is not the time of year when you do get that big reset and you have had a really nice long break um, and you're more like us where we just took the Christmas to New Year break off and we're right back into the swing of things, then this episode is really about how to nourish and nurture your adrenal system. Um, and we'll explain a bit more about what the adrenals are and what they do because these little glands, uh, these little organs are some of the most important energy producers in your body and they do such a number of very important jobs. So the more we can look after those and, and nurture them well, then uh, the better you're going to feel because they are responsible for that that pep up each day. So if you're not feeling fantastic, if you're not feeling buzzed and fabulous, then it's really important that you start the year by nurturing your adrenal glands. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, I just want to be clear about something. When we talk about things like adrenal fatigue, it's it's almost a bit of a misnomer or um, uh, that term isn't completely correct because what we're actually talking about is a dysregulation or a dysfunction 
of a feedback loop that goes from your hypothalamus, which is in your brain, to your pituitary gland, then the information from there to your adrenal system and back up again. And so this is what we call our HPA or our hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. So it's when we talk about adrenal fatigue, we're using that um, you know, synonymously with this HPA axis dysfunction um, because it's that whole system that down-regulates. It's not just your adrenal glands that are affected. And this is also why there's that flow and effect to other parts of our endocrine system and other parts of our health as well when that that one system has had a bit of a breakdown. Um, And there are so many signs and symptoms that you can use to look for. And we did a pretty complex episode on this. So feel free to go back and listen to one of the episodes earlier on that we did on adrenal fatigue, where we talk about the stages of adrenal exhaustion. Um, So that can kind of help you to sort of pinpoint where you might be at along that spectrum. But very simply, one of the easiest things that I find and what I see with patients every single day is that typically we're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to need to hit snooze a few times, then you'll feel like you need caffeine to start your day because you just can't wake up in the morning. Then you'll get to just after lunch, sort of between two and four o'clock, you're going to crash around then. So your energy just dies. You're going to need to pick me up like some sugar or caffeine, or you're going to feel like you need a nap around that time. But then all of a sudden you perk back up again at night between six and seven, and then sleep's an issue. So this is a really classic um, sort of example of that HPA dysfunction or the that adrenal, um, you know, dysregulation that's changing how your whole day um, is running because of how those hormones are fluctuating as well. So typically you should have a good cortisol spike in the morning between 6 and 8 a.m., but obviously within – Uh, reason as well. It shouldn't be too high. It shouldn't be too low. Um, And then you'll have another, um, you know, three changes after that throughout the day as well that we can monitor to see actually how your adrenals are actually functioning and whether or not your cortisol levels are, you know, peaking and and sort of also coming down at the right times and at the right rate. Um, I don't like to guess with adrenal function, I always like to do a pretty extensive testing with this because I think it's important. Um, and it, it's kind of goes into that, you know, test, don't guess kind of uh, scenario. But I think even if you feel like you fall into some of these categories, some of the changes that we're going to talk about will be certainly really relevant for you anyway. 100%. And the adrenal function is really, it's You've probably heard this before. It's your fight or flight response um, or fight, flight, freeze response. And it really is designed to help you release some adrenaline hormones that basically help you react to stress, to events that could be potentially life-threatening. However, most of us uh, don't have daily life-threatening events. We have chronic sort of subacute stress levels that are just constantly asking for support from the adrenal glands to get us through the day. And this is what uh, facilitates the fatigue component of adrenal fatigue because you're just asking from your body to keep producing adrenaline at times when it shouldn't be produced. Um, and this is for there's a variety of physical and psychological demands um, that can cause this. And I think in the case of coming from the new year, it was from the old end of the last year into the new year, what's really happened for a lot of people is they've been on such a pressure load cooker to get to the end of the year. They're totally burnt out, but then they start that new year in that fatigued state and the new demands start building up straight away and we actually haven't restored any sort of balance. And over time, unfortunately, you become impaired in your ability to respond appropriately and that's what results in the dysfunction. So if you haven't heard a lot about the adrenal glands, they sit on top of your kidneys and they're designed to help us survive. They're a survival 
response. Um, and they're generally meant to only be a short-term response. But because we're so chronically stressed, they have this chronic release and uh, can affect a lot of other hormones. And so many women, I mean, ladies listening, so many of my clients fall into this category. It starts to show up in some of our hormonal systems, such as our estrogen, progesterone and testosterone balances. Yeah, definitely. And then the thyroid gland as well. And, you know, I have a saying that the thyroid is a slave to the adrenals. And what I'm finding is that especially second time mums with with toddlers, um, because, you know, one baby in itself is hard enough, um, add another one into the mix, uh, plus the demands of being, you know, a wife, a mother, a, you know, superwoman and everything else that goes on top of that. Um, you're maxing out your adrenals just like, you know, you're, you're kind of the saying I like to use is you're robbing Peter to pay Paul with your energy levels and with your hormones constantly, which is almost like, you know, bringing your bank account down into overdraft and then you keep taking money out of the bank and there's nothing left. And eventually, you know, the, you get to that point where you're completely flat and there's nothing left. And then your thyroid checks out as well. And it doesn't always happen in that way. But from what I've seen pretty classically, your thyroid is absolutely a slave to your adrenals. And it usually follows suit after complete adrenal exhaustion for a long time. And then the thyroid also follows suit. Um, and all of a sudden we have this, um, you know, huge insurgence of hypothyroidism or underactive thyroid um, conditions for women in particular because of chronic stress for a long time. And we're not designed to have such chronic stress or, you know, acute stress every single day. Our bodies are still primal. We haven't evolved far enough to be able to adapt to, you know, the, the current lifestyles that we have. And I think that we really need to stop that wearing that badge of, of honour or, you know, having that, um, you know, that, that humble brag saying, oh, we're so busy, we're just flat out it's not a good thing anymore. It's it's not something to be completely proud of and to be bragging about just because we're so busy. It's not a good badge of honour to wear because of how it's changing your entire physiology and your endocrine system as well. And you will get to the point where you just can't keep up with those demands anymore. Oh, and I think there's so many subtle signs that the body gives us. And unfortunately, a lot of us will dismiss that as just sort of a little side effect of getting older or being a bit tired from gym training or sometimes the routines of life. And you think, oh, yeah, yeah. And you don't understand necessarily why it's happening, but just uh, it'll get better on its own. And I think this is where, or if it's not, we suddenly, unfortunately, then consult the the doctors or people who would just say, oh, don't worry, just just take this or take that or it'll get better. Um, if we could know a little bit more about some of those subtle symptoms, then chances are we'll have the signs early enough before that fatigue component comes in. So have a think about where you are right now and have a think about just some of the little signs that your body's giving you. Are you getting food cravings? Are you craving salty or sugary foods? Um, are you feeling uncontrolled in the way you want to consume food? Are you noticing some weight changes? Are you getting some weight around your abdomen or thighs? These can be a classic example of some uh, cortisol response in the body. Are you having issues with energy, wired up but tired as well? So that could mean trouble going to sleep and staying asleep or on the flip side, getting sleep but waking up feeling really not refreshed at all. And that might be a sign again that you're not recovering well because your cortisol system is not functioning properly either. Um, there could be things like emotional stability issues, feeling really overwhelmed, feeling like you're struggling, like you're pushing to get through the day, um, having a short fuse, just being totally strung out and snapping at people and not realizing why you're getting sort of anxious or having anxiety attacks or having issues with negative thinking, um, being fo foggy, fuzzy, 
uh, let's think, not staying on task, being irrational, jumping around between tasks, that can also be a response to an overstressed body. Because you've just got to think, if you're running away from a tiger in a highly stressful situation, the last thing you're worried about is the organization and prioritization of tasks. The one thing and the one thing only you need to do is survive. And so that's what the brain does in this chronic state of fight or flight, is it's having trouble ordering information because it's not the priority for survival right now. And um, if people understand why they're getting mentally foggy, then we need to start looking at how we reduce that stress impact coming uh, that's overstimulating your adrenal response. Immune system, I mean, classic. If you're constantly getting frequent infections, if you're not recovering well, if you're taking longer to recover than you'd expect, chances are you're not uh, working well on that adrenal front. So, I mean, hormones is a classic, and that's the big one for me is if your hormones are all out of whack, there's a very good chance that uh, the adrenal system is being overwhelmed and overworked and blood pressure too. Hopefully, as a young person, you're not getting blood pressure issues, but gosh, if you've got high or low blood pressure signs, that's something to look out for and to be aware of. And that's pretty scary when we start start seeing people in their early 20s um, who are on high blood pressure medication because of the pressure in their life. And this is a lifestyle condition. Um, you know, typically there's not any sort of physiological or cardiovascular problem. It's a result of their lifestyle that, that's causing that really high blood pressure. Um, and I know you mentioned hormones, Ash, but take that a step further and fertility issues so, you know, it's not a priority for your body to be baby making when it thinks it's running away from a saber-toothed tiger. Uh, and this is definitely a classic, you know, modern day problem, um, especially women who have really severe um, issues with fertility or self-fertility um, as to why, you know, they can't get pregnant. And a lot of it is to do with the stresses in their life and how that's affecting them physiologically, um, you know, and hormonally too. Uh, gut function, the whole works, um, you know, the... There's no system of your body that is not affected by your adrenal system. Um, so we really need to take such good care of it and we really need to nurture our adrenals. And there's a very specific way to do this. Um, but let me just preface this by saying it takes time. You cannot fix adrenal fatigue or HPA uh, dysregulation in one or two days. It takes consistent time. So think about the chronic stress that's been on your system for such a long time and the fact that it's constantly feeding back into your system. So it's going to take some time to really get on top of this and your lifestyle needs to reflect that for a period of time too. But um, the good news, the good news is that you can. Yeah, yeah <laughs> But definitely. most people, you're not so far into uh, the, the phases of significant damage. You're just simply exhibiting some of those more uh, preliminary stages of signs of fatigue and, and imbalances that gives you a chance to, to come back from that. But as Andrew said, it took you time to get this way. It's going to take you time to get back from that point. Um, and the longer, the more chronic that stress has been, then the more time it does take. But it's so achievable. And that's why we're doing this episode today. Because if you're going to start the new year well, you need to start with things you can actually achieve, that you can actually do. And one of the quickest, easiest ways to reboot your energy and have an amazing 2017 is to to get this stuff sorted out. So, Andrew, what are some of the things that we could do? So let's just say we're overworked out, we're, we're strung out, we're possibly exercising heavier and longer, and the body is just exhausted. We feel exhausted exhausted, we're feeling tired, the body's giving us all these messages, where should we start? What should we start with doing to bring ourselves back into a state of nice hormone adrenal chemistry balance? 
Ooh, that's such a good question. And this is not going to be in any particular order. So it's not a particular hierarchy. And I love that you mentioned exercise. So I might start with that. But before I do that, let me just qualify um, the types of stressors that is going to be um, affecting your adrenal glands. Because often when we think stress, we think anxiety, we think deadlines, we think, you know, maybe work or career stress or pressure. But stress comes in a few other forms. So it's anything that's stressful or detrimental to your body, which typically, and we we like to subcategorize these into three things. So it's physical, chemical, or emotional stress. So let's cover the emotional one first. So that is the one that we think of, you know, that anxiety, that pressure from work. It could be acute or chronic. So your acute versions of that emotional stress might be, you know, a death in the family or, um, you know, a very pressing deadline at work or chronic stress might be, you know, that, that difficult boss or that difficult co-worker or trouble at home or financial stress, you know, those sorts of things. Um, in terms of your chemical stress load, again, acute or chronic, it could be the food poisoning that you've had from uh, or, you know, an allergic reaction you've had to something that you've eaten, or it could be the sugar that you can't give up or the gluten that you're constantly having. So remember that the foods that you're eating can be a stressor on your body as well and affect your system just like that pressure and anxiety from work do as well. Um, And then there's also the physical stress and again, acute acute or chronic version. So the chronic version of the physical stress is, you know, sitting down for 16 hours a day. There's a reason why they're calling sitting the new smoking because of the stresses that it puts in our body. We're not designed to sit on our butts all day long. Um, Or it could be, you know, the acute version of that might be a car accident or a broken bone or something like that. That's still a very stressful, um, you know, situation for your body and is absolutely inducing inflammation. The whole cascade of things that happens with that. So just keep that in mind when we're talking about how to mitigate some of these things. And and certainly the place to start is to look at your stress. Um, And some of these are easier to change than others. Um, You know, for example, the physical stresses might be something that you can instantly make changes to. It can be moving your body every day. It can be, you know, maybe transitioning to a sit-stand desk um, or getting up from your chair if you've got an office job every 20 minutes to stretch and move. Um, You know, those sorts of things are usually a bit easier to implement. Um, The chemical versions of stress, again, you need to have a look at your diet and make sure that you're really nourishing your system with things as close to their whole foods, um, you know, I I guess natural state as, as the way they came in. Um, or maybe reconsidering some of that medication that you're taking, speaking to your GP um, or your health practitioner to understand what impact and side effects this has on your system and if there are any alternatives. And again, with the, the emotional type stress, what changes do you need to make to alleviate some of these things? And no one can sort of answer this for you. Um, This is definitely a personal individualized thing and it may be something that you need support with. But when we're taking care of our adrenals, we have to look at and action each of these things, both physically, chemically and emotionally. That's amazing. And that's so important too, isn't it? Because like, Andrew, you absolutely nailed it there. Physical, chemical, emotional, you've got to focus on all three areas. Um, I know for quite some time there, and I've seen this a lot with a lot of my patients as well, um, particularly women, because we love to bash our way out of stress and I mean, I mean that in the way that if we're feeling stressed um, sometimes the first thing we think to do is, is we want to go 
exercise. Um, and for a lot of women, it's high intensity exercise. And that was mm-hmm. always my thing is to get out of stress. I'd need to sort of thrash my body into oblivion so that I felt great again. Um, I think it was just because I'd be so exhausted. I'd sleep well and feel a bit better the next day. But as it turned out, that was detrimental to my hormonal balance. And it wasn't until I started to bring in more rest and recovery sessions, uh, peel the, the intensity back a fraction that I was really able to reset my adrenal system um, to to support my body better uh, than what I thought I needed, which was to do more exercise, do more exercise and you'll feel better because we know the saying that energy creates energy. Drive the mitochondria in the body and you drive up those energy producers, which means you have more energy. But this is a little bit of a flip here, isn't it? Because this is when we start to already get into fatigue state. We're already in that stress state and it's really hard to to run your way out of that exactly and then this is uh like that you know analogy that we use that you're robbing peter to pay paul Uh, you know you're asking more and more and more for your body when it has nothing left to give and that metabolic reserve is just not there anymore and i certainly found this towards the end of last year um my uh, normal gym that i go to box 33 which i think is you know absolutely incredible i really struggled to get there particularly at the end of last year, I just couldn't fathom lifting kettlebells or doing really heavy deadlifts or anything like that. My body was just screaming out to me for not just rest, but change. So I found that I could go there and do body weighted things, but I couldn't bring myself to lifting weights. And I, I really appreciate the fact that I listened to my system and that, you know, my trainers were supportive of that as well, because I think I would have been setting myself up one for injury if I didn't listen to my body in that sense, but even worse, adrenal exhaustion, if I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And I was noticing that my recovery was taking far too long as well. So listening to your body in terms of exercise is really important and if you are in that state of absolute adrenal fatigue exercise is either going to be your biggest supporter or your biggest deterrent of your recovery Um, and depending on what stage you're in um, you know with your adrenals it might mean that you actually have to start with things like meditative walking tai chi or qigong um, gentle swimming and I know that we are in that, uh, I guess, that headspace or we have that mentality that we've just got to push through it, but sometimes you can't. And there's a lot of women that I see that need to slow down when it comes to exercise as well. And it might only be for a short period of time just to get that recovery. Um, But if you are in that stage of adrenal exhaustion and you know that that's where you're at, then to build your way back, I would suggest walking tai chi qigong or gentle swimming to start with so that's your starting platform and you might need to do that for a few weeks before you can then level up to the next stage which might be um you know faster paced walking it might be some stairs or some trekking it might be you know using the cross trainer or some body weighted exercise um you know even um yoga or pilates might be too intense for you in those starting phases that might be the second phase for you and then building your way back up to weight training um you you know your high intensity interval training and then something like crossfits or marathons is the end of that spectrum once your adrenals have completely recovered (laughs) uh then that comes later uh and i know that this is a really hard thing for women to think that they 
you know, need to slow down, um, but it's, it's absolutely right. Um, that's, that's one of the biggest challenges in the guidance we give, isn't it, Andrea, that we find our clients that are struggling to shift stubborn body weight, mostly around mm-hmm. the middle, um, around the hips, thighs, bum, tummy, is to actually say, look, you're doing a great job. You, you're going to the gym five times a week. You're doing all this exercise. It's fantastic, but... And that's where the big nasty butt comes. We need you to slow down. I need you to yeah. step it back. I need you to drop that back a bit. And they're thinking, well, but hang on, I- I'm being told that exercise burns calories. And if I burn more calories, then I'm going to lose this fat. But it's really the block. The cortisol system is just blocking because it's, it's there as a reserve. If you think about why the body will block removing fat, it's because right now your body thinks it's in survival. It thinks mm-hmm. that we've got famine or we've got something happening and we are going to protect ourselves so we're going to hold that stubborn body fat because if we release that we could actually send ourselves into a state of crisis lose too much weight so the body just holds it it's a it's a metabolic block um and it's yeah. slow down and remove the stress um which is that you know adrenal stimulating stress your body will continue to hold weight and that's one of the biggest issues i find most of my patients have is stubborn body weight or for the women who are actually having troubles holding body weight they're actually mm-hmm. they're they're losing muscle mass. They're they're not being able to restore natural body weight. They feel as though they're underweight. They're losing their curve and shape, and they can't seem to put anything or enough fuel in to get their body back right. So, um, yeah, classic symptoms. They these are symptoms. I always say these are your body signals. They're so so clever. They've been giving you clues for a long time, and now's your time this year to start to think. Well, what are the clues telling me? And who am I going to go see? And what am I going to do to sort this out? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's just that metabolic reserve that you don't have anymore. So it's not more is more. Often less is more and it just takes, you know, that slowing down or that dialing back a little bit to actually really understand that. Uh, One thing that you can use um, as a really good tool to figure out maybe what kind of exercise you may be able to tolerate for that day is actually checking your heart rate variability, Um, doing it first thing in the morning as well just to see what's happening with your heart rate and there's plenty of apps that you can use um, as well which will help guide you through this we'll post these online to simplify it um, but that can help to direct you into okay can I tolerate a little bit more high intensity today or do I need to dial it back do I need to slow things down so that's a really really good gauge um so apart from the stress, apart from the, the exercise for recovery, one thing that I like to really help people to look at is actually the alcohol consumption, particularly around this time of year. Um, we tend to certainly overindulge in alcohol and food and sugar and those sorts of things around, you know, Christmas and the holiday season. Oh, um, what? Are you telling me that my, <laughs> my pudding had sugar and alcohol in it? <laughs> um, I know it's definitely going to be a bit different for you at the moment, oh. Ash. I know you're not going to be consuming any alcohol whatsoever. Um, I found that over Christmas, the the Pim's cocktail was just like the most refreshing, <laughs> delicious thing ever. I really, really love that. Even though everyone's telling me it's got a lower alcohol content, but you know, still that uh... it'll make up for it with the sugars, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. And so here we are um, talking about you know what you need to do, and um, the this this silly season time of year is the classic time of year when uh, we we need to be recovering. We should be on break and letting our body restore. And instead, what's happening is we're we're fueling it with all the very things that are actually. Uh, wearing out our poor little adrenal glands when they're desperately trying to recover. You're absolutely right. And this is the problem. And if you know you are in that state of adrenal exhaustion, remember alcohol is a stressor on the body. 
And it's as simple as that. So this might be something that is going to be much more of a hindrance than a help and uh, something to, to ditch just out of your system for the moment. And for some people, if that is in the way too hard basket, then maybe looking at the types of alcohol you're having um, and having an alcohol-free night every second night of the week um, will be really helpful because it's just going to help your recovery um, and your restoration as well. Just as important is your blood sugar levels and making sure that you're keeping um, them nice and stable. So you don't want to be too hyper or hypoglycemic, meaning you don't want to spike your blood sugar levels with too much, you know, sugary, um, high glycemic index or, you know, high, I guess, sugar foods. But at the same time, you don't want your blood sugar levels to drop too much either. Again, that is a stressful state for the body. Cortisol's got to kick in to then try and bring your blood sugar levels back up to a normal state, um, particularly if you're in that state of really um, low uh, adrenal functional or adrenal fatigue or exhaustion, you need to maintain good blood sugar levels. So eating regularly enough to maintain that and not too much to get a spike because as well, that will induce inflammation and stress. Spot on. All right. And I think the uh, the other big one, so these are the dietary things, cut out the sugar, cut out the alcohol, um, cut out the simple carbohydrates. So your whites, these are your, your lollies, your chocolates, your sugars, your white breads, your pastas, your white rice. So just uh, cut away the white things, uh, particularly those simple carbohydrates. They're not serving you well and uh, they're certainly not allowing your adrenal system to function optimally. And that's why you add in good quality fats, good quality, you know, fish, meat, vegetables that are going to be full fulfilling and balance that glycemic index, that uh, key in balancing your blood sugar. So I think there's, there's so many things that we could go through as well. There's, this is really just a holistic health episode, isn't it? Because whatever nurtures your adrenals nurtures your whole body. So, um, we can certainly incorporate some adrenal nourishing foods. This is where I ask people to increase things that are high in B vitamins. Um, I mean, these, this is where you really can help to restore your adrenals nutritionally. Um, so good complex B vitamins, try and avoid the synthetic artificial tablets and supplements you can get from the shops, um, get a whole food supplement. And you could even be using things like uh, capsicums, red, red capsicums, uh, spinach, turkey, chicken, they all have some B vitamins in them and get your C vitamins as well. So this is your antioxidants and vitamin E, vitamin C are big ones in this one. Um, these come from whole foods. Again, leafy green vegetables, lots of sort of things like citrus fruits, broccolis, uh, eggs, some organ meats from good sources. So again, food is is medicine um, in the sense of how do you repair your body. Food is the medicine your body needs to get itself back to working order. So be really considerate of the choices you're making in regards to those foods. And uh, I think, you know, if you're feeling tired and overwhelmed, just just start with the basics. Get more sleep. Try and make yourself a regular sleep schedule and say, right, I need a minimum seven hours a night. And I know that that's challenging when you're feeling wired and tired because, um, you want to get to sleep and maybe you can't. This is the vicious trap of the whole situation of adrenal fatigue because this is often when women will tell me, oh, yeah, but I, when I have two glasses of wine, I can actually get to sleep. But it's self-defeating because it doesn't help the body heal and repair. You might be able to sleep right then and there, but it's not um, restoring the adrenals and the next day you don't feel any better. So uh, trying not to do little cat naps in the day and keeping your circadian in balance is another good way of reducing that fatigue and just making a ritual around bedtime, winding down, lowering the lights, um, slowing down, turning off technology and really basic sleep hygiene practices will help to get your balance back again. 
And I love what you're talking about, Ash. It's almost like we're upgrading our nutrition now. Yeah, because definitely. we need to. Um, so you're talking about a whole foods diet, and certainly um, supplementation can be so so important. And if you can get it from food sources first, then we absolutely encourage that. Um, for some of you, you might be in that state of exhaustion where you do need the support of a practitioner, and you need those practitioner prescription quality, you know, herbal formulations that's going to help to restore your system. There is not one size fits all, and this is why I definitely like to test adrenal hormones before we go prescribing because depending depending on which state of adrenal fatigue you're in, you need to be very specific with your supplementation um, in, in those terms. But uh, one thing that I find that really stresses women out is, and one thing that you can you know, start to action or change right now is to stop, stop the comparison. So ditch that comparison um, that you're, or, or that sense of competition that you're feeling with yourself or with everybody else. So everything that you see on social media is not real. And we know that, right? Uh, you're getting little pictures on Instagram of, of a window into perfection that is not realistic and it's not real life. And, you know, everybody has the, the same problems in terms of, you know, career relationships, uh, you know, food, whatever it might be. And so just going gentler on yourself that you don't have to be perfect or be, you know, nothing's going to change all in one moment. So stop competing with yourself. Stop that comparison and just be gentle with yourself where you're at right now. Um, and a really nice, easy way to do that is just with a sense of gratitude as well. Um, this is a beautiful way to slow your system right down. It's a great way to start your day right as well and end your day right too. Um, there is so much research that supports that attitude of gratitude and how positive it is for your whole endocrine system as well. Um, and I like to just simply do think of five things that I'm grateful for each night and that's the way I end the day. And then that's how I try and set up and start the day as well. And I try to think of five different things each day. Usually my dog is at the top of my list every single time for various different reasons. Um, and, and, you know, that just speaks to my values as well. Um, so, you know, that, that, that's a really nice, uh, simple thing that you can do that doesn't cost you anything, that just takes a little bit of repetition and habit to be able to incorporate that into your life. Oh, I love that, Andrew. And that's it. And so, look, I think, you know, be great grateful for everything that is where it is. I know that it's disappointing and frustrating when you're feeling uh, flat and run down, but just remember we've got ways to get out of that. So let's just recap quickly the key ways that we want you to, I guess, a approach the change in your diet and lifestyle that's going to help you get out of this adrenal fatigue, shift the stubborn body fat, get your body back working the way it's meant to. Um, start with a, a happy adrenal lifestyle. So that means the physical, chemical, and emotional stresses that are overloading your system now, you need to become aware and conscious of where those stress points are coming from and create constructive ways to help reduce or remove those stresses. So once you become aware of that, then you can actually shift your lifestyle around and that's where you might want to do the next thing, which will be to remove offending foods, for example, and that could be sugar, caffeine, carbohydrates, alcohol. So they're the big ones that really do stress out. And we didn't mention that actually caffeine. I was just thinking about the, the big one we all draw for when we feel run down, we, we run to coffee. So, um, so sugar, caffeine, alcohol, and the carbohydrates, the simple carbohydrates like the white breads and, and white pastas and, and grains and things. Um, add in the good quality foods. So take away the stuff that's draining you and now nourish your adrenals with the right foods. And this is where you need good complex feed vitamins, um, you know, antioxidants such as C and E 
and just whole foods, real foods, get away from the refined foods. Don't do the microwave meals. Try and get yourself back into a good habit of making meals that are going to help restore and repair your body uh, from the inside out. And remember as well, give your adrenals a break. Reduce your stress. Get solid sleep each night. Uh, if you're exercising intensively, maybe cut that down a little bit. Let your body some time for healing and repair. Go for a massage. Do something really pleasant and, and peaceful for yourself and make time in the day to just recharge. Have some more out time, downtime, relaxed time, whether it be meditating, walking in nature, whatever it is that makes you, you feel relaxed and, and, and calm do that because you're trying to avoid this running away from the tiger physiology that your body's been stressed out. It's in fight or flight response. And you're just trying to say, Hey, it's okay. We're cool. We're safe. We're happy. We're okay. And that allows your body to calm down, re-regulate and obviously restore and repair the balance. Andrew, any other thoughts? Uh, just a really quick little exercise that you can do um, to help slow your adrenal glands. If you're in that, um, you know, quite anxious state, and it's simply uh, breath control. So breathing in for the count of seven and out for the count of 11 and doing that a few times. I would even suggest do that three times a day before each meal, because that way you're helping your system to get into that parasympathetic, um, you know, you like parasympathetic sort of dominant nervous system sort of state, which means you're going to be in that ideal rest and digest kind of physiology. So as simple as breathe in for seven and out for 11. You need to take deep diaphragmatic uh, sort of belly breaths to be able to do it properly. It does take a little bit of practice, but I can absolutely assure you it really, really works. Um, so ladies, we're going to post this um, so that, you know, you've got a good reference guide there to help your system to, to reboot and rejuvenate for the year ahead. Um, please let us know if you've had any experiences with adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion um, and, you know, what things have helped you in particular that some of our other audience um, may be able to benefit from too. So you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Women or on Instagram underscore The Wellness Women or on our website, which is thewellnesswomen.com.au. Make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes. Share this with your girlfriends who you think really need this information um, and we love 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 your five star ratings and your comments as well so please keep those up um, Ash is there anything else you wanted to add in there I think ladies just end out this episode with a nice big breath in and all the way out and be amazed oh my goodness <laughs> we're just talking stress episode and I've just thrown my drink bottle off the table <laughs> and, and yeah I saw that that was pretty funny uh, water explosion <laughs> <laughs> so that's my breath in, breath out. Now I'm going to go and get my, <laughs> my, my cleaning cloth and just gently soak up the water that's not going to soak into the timber floors. <laughs> okay, I uh, spilled coconut oil all over my laptop the other day. Oh, that was a stressful. <laughs> Got to love that. All right, ladies, have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week. Be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.